Welcome to episode number 47 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we are bringing you a real life update on what life is like on board Alfie. For those of you who don't know, Alfie is the sailboat that we live on together in the Caribbean with our husbands. Yes, that is real life. We've decided that at least once a month, we're going to cue all our listeners in on what life is like on the boat. Think of it kind of like an audio diary. We think this is the best way to share what's happening in our lives, authentically and honestly, of course. So let's get this started. Welcome to the Alfie Diaries, episode one. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Episode one. I love that. I wonder where we're going to be with these episodes. So normally we have a review of the week to share. However, ladies, um, it goes right in line with being aboard the boat. We don't have Wi-Fi right now, and we're going to get to that later. So we just want to shout out to everyone. Thank you so much for all of the reviews that you leave us, your love notes, your words of encouragement and support. We really can't do it without you. And for those of you who haven't left us a love note, head on over to iTunes. You can find it on our website, um, or you can just type us in into the podcast app and uh, drop us some love. Tell us why you like this conversation and how we're helping you live your truth. Okay, let's get into Slug and the Honey. I think this is our and everyone's favorite part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just go. So my Slug and the Honey is that... Mike and I have been watching all of the Harry Potter movies in or- in order. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so funny. Um, since we've been on the boat because Myers downloaded all of them. Um, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. I haven't watched them all in order like this ever. And I haven't even seen some of them in years. It seems like I don't remember anything, even though I read the books. It's kind of embarrassing but okay the problem is we're all we've made it through last night we finished number six harry potter and the half blood prince and we're on to number seven and we don't have harry potter episode seven wait part movie book seven part one we only have part two so we need to download it today we need we need it we need it and that's my slug. I need the first part of the last Harry Potter movie immediately. What is the last video called? The Deathly Hallows? The Deathly Hallows. That's it. Thank you. The Deathly Hallows part one. I need it right now. And I'm struggling. So I'm going to teach Carly how to rip a download off the internet since that's what we have to resort to in this new world. I've never used a torrent. Like I've tried to torrent, but... We will torrent. We're torrenting. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done. You guys, yours? bear with us. Um, Alfie Life Update. We're just like being ourselves completely. We're taking off our healer, teacher, leader hat, and we're just being Allie and Carly. Um, so right now it's our two-month anniversary of living in Antigua. Wait, Allie, what's your slug in the honey? Oh, my God. Duh. Okay, sorry. And this is a big one. 
So for the YouTube channel, we are recording videos on beaches and on beautiful docks, but because we're outside, we can't use our microphone. The wind is just too intense and there's people coming and going and it would be way too distracting. So I'm having to learn this whole new way of filming and it's just driving me insane. Um, it's a lot of work. It's like triple the amount of work. And I go into my little sailboat cubby to do the voiceover. So the audio track and a lot of F-bombs are thrown and my entire body is tensed up because I'm so anxious uh, that I'm going to fuck up, which I do over and over again. And uh, of course, right, like I published my first YouTube video with this new style And there's a couple haters who left really generous comments like, this is awkward. I don't like the voiceover, but pretty scenery. And it's just like, remember the golden rule. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. So yeah, my slug is the voiceovers. I wish I could use my mic. Less work, less stress, but um, it is what it is. I'm going to keep bringing great YouTube videos and I'm going to keep fighting the mic. So fight the mic, Allie. You can do it. I wish it was this like natural, but it's not. So going back to our two-month Antiguan anniversary, um, time is a weird thing when you're on the boat, right? But why are we here for two months? We were supposed to have left like by the end of January. However, some of you might have seen the many pictures I was posting with all of our crates. We shipped three pallets worth of stuff from Florida down to Antigua. And we shipped it early November. So we thought like, okay, we're really ahead of the game. We'll be able to fly into Antigua, pick up our stuff from customs, bada bing, bada boom. No, absolutely not. That wasn't the case. Um, We needed to get extension papers and go through a customs broker and like reach out to the finance minister and the tourism minister and the prime minister and wait for all of these people to sign off on our extension papers so we could get our goods duty free and save thousands of dollars. So we just got the pallets last week. It was like Christmas morning and Alfie feels much more homier. We have pillows now and dream catchers hanging up and... It just feels good to have your stuff in your home. I'm sure you guys can all relate to that. So yeah, that is the crate saga. We finally got our stuff. It was quite the battle, but um, the battle is now over and we won. Yes. And we've had, we've had battles on the boat about where to hang the dream catchers. That's another battle. I would like to say that Allie and I have sort of won those battles. But um, anyway, yes, the stuff is on the boat. So that's a good thing. Other things happening are, you know, we sort of tend to our own natural roles here on Alfie. Mikey and Myers, our husbands, take care a lot of the hard labor while Allie and I man the kitchen and the food and all of the food organization. And so food here and shopping here is definitely different, but pleasantly surprising, I would say. There are these little grocery stores that kind of look like either gas stations or um Almost like shacks. Shacks. I was going to say shacks. I was like, is that awful to say? But they're, no, they're a they little do. Scary from yeah. the outside. They look pretty sketchy. There is one um, 
grocery store that looks more grocery-esque in in the area that we're in. But generally speaking, they kind of look like rundown shacks, but you walk in and they're quite fruitful with what they offer. So there's three little shacky stores that Allie and I go to. Sometimes we have to go to all three different stores to find what we need. Like some stores have more canned stuff. Some stores have the good pasta. Some stores have the good chickpeas. Well, chickpeas are hard to find, but um, and it's really funny because sometimes you go to all three and we still don't find the food that we need. There is actually one Antiguan Walmart-esque store, this massive superstore, but it's about 45 minutes away and we have to get there by bus. And um, we've gone there twice now for a big provisionings for the boat, but um, we that's not our usual go-to. We don't have a car. So we're walking to grocery stores, walking our stuff back. And yeah, you know, but I will say that they offer good selections for the most part. What do you think? Yeah. And the good thing is the stuff that you would buy, like chips and salsa, like processed things are so expensive because they're being imported that we usually stay away from them. And predominantly our baskets are filled with fruits and veggies, some kind of like grain, mm-hmm. uh, bread, and um, eggs. Yeah, and eggs. That's about it. And water. I mean, we really don't buy anything else. Um, something else that first felt like we hated it, but now we really like it, or at least we're becoming to appreciate it, is that there's the same vegetables all the time. And that's because, again, the local shack grocery stores are not importing. It's what's locally grown here. So at first it felt kind of constricting, like we can't get the things we want. For instance, I've only seen green beans on the island in the shack stores twice, and I freaking love green beans, Uh, but they're just not here. So the things that we see all the time are onions, squashes. Uh, We buy butternut squash almost every other day, potatoes of all kinds, broccoli, There's lots of local greens, which is nice, local lettuce, local spinach, kale, um, and then bananas, grapes, apples, and pears. And um, the one thing we want to touch on is avocados. So being vegetarians, we used to rely heavily on avocados. I probably ate it in almost every meal or at least breakfast and lunch. But back in Florida, we were spoiled and we bought Haas avocados and almost like turned our noses up at, actually, we did turn our noses up at Florida avocados. Um, Like they're not tasty enough. The consistency isn't good enough. And so when we first got here, we were like, eh, we're going to pass on the Florida avocados. We're going to wait for the Haas. And then like three weeks went by and there were no avocados on the island. Yeah, it was avocado dry. It was weird dry. We were asking all of the people who run the grocery stores, where are the avocados? When are they coming in? And they're just like, whenever. Like, no, they don't give you any answers. Like, they're like, who are you, little girls? Leave me alone. So anyway, needless to say, we have come to a reckoning and we love all avocados. Whatever we can get our hands on, we are going to buy and eat up and enjoy. We also made a new rule that if you see avocados, you must buy them no matter what. Under no circumstance can this rule be broken. Absolutely. Because then they just disappear and they're gone. It's nothing like your grocery stores back at home or you can ask the produce manager, excuse me, what is the avocados? When are they going to be in? Like, that's just not how it works here. So um, 
Anyway, it's refreshing that we know what vegetables are there because we can plan our meals pretty accordingly because we know what's going to be in the grocery store. Um, yeah. So what do we eat on board? I call she- uh, Carly Chef Carlita. Chef Carlita in the house. Okay. So what do we eat? We eat lots of curries. Um, we eat a lot of stir fries. We make all kinds of kind of Buddha bowls where you have like a grain and a veggie and some form of a sauce with tahini. We eat a lot of tahini and hummus. We also do tacos, shrimp tacos, veggie tacos, fajita style stuff. We make bean burgers. Ali and I have been really into these breakfast fruit bowls lately. Um, And on top of that, we eat a ton of eggs, oats. Sometimes smoothies come out if we have like if we have power at the right time in the morning, we can make smoothies. That's always fun. So yeah, I mean, we we make it work. Sometimes it feels like we're repeating the same foods over and over again, but who doesn't feel like that in their everyday life? You know what I mean? Um, the boys are eating predominantly vegetarian with us, which is cool until we start fishing more, which we're all really excited about to start catching some fish. But the meat here is like a little sketch. It's just... I don't know. I find meat sketch in America. So I don't know. It's all frozen and it's really, really expensive and we're just not buying it. We're not buying it. So, no, and the boys are thriving. So yeah, they're, fine. they're fine. One weird thing that's going on. We have to make a confession. I maybe should save this for a slug in the honey though. I just realized. No, it goes here. Okay, fine. So I'm just having all kinds of meat cravings. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is normal for people who haven't eaten meat for a really extended period of time. But since I got to Antigua, I'm just like thinking about meat. I want to eat it. I see it on Mike's plate and I'm like, that looks really amazing. And there's this place we go to watch the sunset. There's like a steel drum band. It's really fun and beautiful. And they serve all this Caribbean food and they serve this jerk chicken. And I ate some of it the other day. And I got to say, it was pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) And I don't feel bad about it. And I might eat it again. Dun, dun, dun. I just feel like I don't need to be labeled, you know? And like, it's not like I'm going to be eating meat at every meal. But if if my body is like, eat the jerk chicken right now. That's happening for a reason, right? I think so. And the other day, I was always... Tell tell the people, Allie. Tell the people. I've always (laughs) told Carly that I just don't know how I could ever bite into a burger again. I'm like, I just don't know how that's going to feel. That seems so weird. I feel so connected to cows. Um, And then the other day, Myers had this like amazing burger with blue cheese and bacon. And I took a freaking bite. One bite. And now I know how to eat a burger again. Um, but, oh, it's so good. I mean, I don't want to eat a whole burger. I'd probably like shit my pants. But yeah, Carly and I are having weird meat cravings. So yeah, well, maybe we'll just like keep unpacking that with you guys. Yeah. And our updates. I don't know. I agree. Where that's going to lead. But anyway, that's on food. Can you tell we're obsessed with food? Because we just talked about it for probably 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. So let's actually talk about sailing because we like live on a sailboat. (laughs) Um, So a lot of your time on the sailboat, if you're not traveling from location to location, is spent in anchorages or harbors. So these protected areas where all the other sailboats or what 
are called Cruisers um, anchor at. And so it's kind of this nice neighborhood and islands have different anchorages. They're little safe havens, really. And so you're surrounded by all these other sailboats. And yeah, it's like a neighborhood. And it's fun because you can pick up your anchor and move. And now you have new neighbors in a new backyard. Um, but as far as sailing goes, um, we've done one extended sail. We went to Green Island for Meyer's 30th birthday, which is an island off of Antigua. And uh, there's nothing there. It's just a remote, beautiful green island. Uh, lots of snorkeling. The boys went kiteboarding. But the trip over there, essentially when you sail, you're either like going with the wind. So the sail is uh, like comfortable and um, yeah, comfortable like underlying bold italicized or you're fighting against the wind and you're beating into it and it is the most uncomfortable feeling. So generally you want to go with the wind. Yeah. But, um, on the way to green Island, we had to go against the wind and we chose to get viciously drunk the night before to celebrate Myers 30th. So as you can imagine on our sail over there in this uncomfortable, uh, ride, we got really hungover and really nauseous. And I'm going to, I'm going to let you take it from there, Carl. Yeah. I mean, I was like a sight for, (laughs) I was a sight to see on that trip. I was like balled up in the corner, eyes closed, headphones in. Um, I got really seasick and actually threw up, but you have to imagine we're in like eight to 10 foot swells. So the boat's rocking like crazy and we're completely hungover, so we're insanely dehydrated, um, which is something you really shouldn't be before a big sale. You should actually be amply hydrated. So there was that. And I think on top of that, we didn't really eat breakfast because point A, we were so hungover. You know how it goes. And um, honestly, I was actually completely worthless and no help to anybody at all whatsoever. I I contributed 0%. Yeah, there were a few scary moments during that <laughs> sale and like something broke and then we got too close to the rocks and we had to throw the motor on and like tack and Carly just like opened her eyes, took in the scenery of what was going on and then like went back into her ball. Yeah, I remember looking around. I'm like, oh, God, this looks scary. And then I just put my headphones back in. And I, like, <laughs> I really don't want to throw up again. So hoping for a better, honestly, not even hoping. I already know I've had better experiences. The way back was, it was so lovely. I mean, granted, we were going with the wind, but we weren't hungover and we felt great. And we've also gone on a few practice sales right outside in Falmouth Harbor where we're staying. And those have gone really great too. So I think it's just about being prepared and sometimes you're going to feel sick and don't drink the night before best advice we can give you. So we want to also talk about and explain how we get around. So for those of you who aren't in the boating world, we have what's called a dinghy. It's an inflatable raft with a motor on it. And you can imagine like Alfie, the sailboat is our home and the dinghy is our car. So the dinghy is how we get ashore. It's how we go grocery shopping. It's how we bring our trash to the dumpster. It's how we basically get anywhere we want to get. So we lock up our boat and we dinghy ashore and then you tie up your dinghy to docks and then you walk around town and do what you got to do. Um, so it's really important to us and um, the motor has 
shit out on us a few times. So that hasn't been fun. And um, I have not learned how to use it yet. So I'm the only one on the boat who can't escape if I wanted to. Yeah, Ali, come on. I'm letting the girls down. I'm letting the female She's power down. She's letting the girl team down. But I have learned how to use it and how to drive it. And it's actually really fun to drive. And I really like driving it. I was scared of it at first. But now I really enjoy it. And I feel like I have some freedom. And yeah, we're getting a new motor soon for the dinghy. So it'll be going a lot faster. And I don't know if I'll be driving it then because that sounds scary. But anyway, that's how we get from point A to point B. So we are, we're not like driving the sailboat up to go to the grocery store. We're taking the dinghy in. We're docking the dinghy. Then we're getting out in town and then, you know, getting back in the dinghy, blah, 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 blah. So that's how we move around. Other things that have been going on are I got, actually got dive certified a couple of weeks ago. That was really fun. I've actually gone diving um, non-officially before just being raised in Florida and growing up partially down in the Florida Keys for many years. So, but this was my first time ever officially going through the certification process and I hadn't dove in years and um, it was great. It was really fun. We saw all kinds of amazing ocean aquatic life and I feel really excited and ready to do some dives on this trip. And I know I was the only one who was not certified on the boat. So now we're really excited to start diving. Everybody is, I think. And we're all jealous that Carly got to go diving. So, um, all right. So let's talk about the saga of Wi-Fi. I just want all of you at home to really take a moment of gratitude for how easy it is for you to connect with the world. I mean, on one hand, we feel deeply grateful that we are so disconnected because it's really helping shift our mindset and create all this beautiful space, uh, body, mind, and soul. But then on the other hand, it's like, I just need to check my fucking email because I know I have an important email waiting for me. Or I just need to upload an Instagram story because we have a new podcast out. And it's like, when you don't have Wi-Fi, you just need it for like five seconds, right? Or five minutes. And so that requires getting in the dinghy, going ashore, sitting at an internet cafe, like buying something from them. So it's not so awkward that you're just sitting there and sucking all their Wi-Fi up. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that I'm learning with the YouTube videos is you have to find the places that have the best Wi-Fi. Like some have decent Wi-Fi, some have great Wi-Fi. And when it comes to uploading my Journey Junkie videos, they're heavy files. So the other day I sat in one place for four and a half hours. And it was like I started with a nice coffee. Then I awkwardly sat there for two more hours. And then by like hour four, when all the staff was just like, who is this girl just posted up here? Then I was like, all right, I guess I should start ordering some beers now. I mean, it's just it's just weird. But I mean, it's what we got to do. And I mean, I wouldn't trade it for sitting at home on my Wi-Fi. But I feel like I'm chasing Wi-Fi. I mean, these online businesses are incredible and they're also challenging when you're living at sea. Yeah. And we've also had some super epic fails when it comes to trying to interview guests on the show. Um, yeah. One, we just couldn't hear her and it just wasn't going to work because she was cutting out so poorly. Um, and we realized our Skype plugin just wasn't connecting to the internet the way it usually does. The other was even worse because we recorded an entire interview and we failed to get her audio recorded on our end. 
And it was like this incredible interview. And then we were like, oh, wait, we don't have our audio. Vulnerable as hell conversation that you don't want to make someone redo. No. And so, you know what we're learning, though, through each of these failed attempts, what to do the next time. And I actually think we're in a place now where we feel pretty confident about bringing people on the show again. Mm -hmm. So sorry to all of the people who had to experience all of our failures and thank you especially to our guest who redid her interview like a champ mm-hmm. absolutely lastly on the wi-fi thing um carly and i are like serious suckers for talking to our moms like pre-sailboat we probably spoke to our moms daily Listen, i mean we have jewish mothers so if anybody listening has a jewish mother we don't even need to say anything more no it's like it's an it's another level. Yes. Like the com- <laughs> the communication that happens between Sue and Carly and Harriet and I is on another level. It's constant. It's all the time. Daily phone calls, daily texts. So that's been a big change. And it's like you want to check in with your mom and, again, trying to find the Wi-Fi connection so you can have a really good phone call. We've the place that we found that works the best without having to purchase anything is a freaking grocery store that has a Wi-Fi zone. So here we are sitting outside a grocery store for like an hour talking to our parents and friends. And it's just it's just funny, you guys. It's a sight to see the whole situation with chasing Wi-Fi. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. So we want to paint a little picture of what our neighborhood is like. We are in a harbor, as Ali said, which are kind of these oasises away from the big, scary ocean. So you're tucked in, so you're out of the channel, so you're not dealing with a lot of the rocky waves. It's pretty calm. And we're surrounded by a bunch of other sailboats, our neighbors, which Ali talked about too. Mm, We like to refer to ourselves as the Griswolds only because it just seems like things are sort of all over the place with us all the time. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's like the moment we clean Alfie up and we feel like a respectable boat, there's an explosion (laughs) of tools and just things everywhere and like dust and the boys are working and it's just like we get brief blips of feeling like we have a normal home and uh, like our outside always has stuff all over the lifelines and like everyone else's boat mostly looks very tidy and organized. And when we see another one that just looks chaotic like ours, we're like, oh, hey, there's an Alfie. But anyway, the craziest part about our neighborhood is that we are surrounded by mega yachts. And we're almost becoming numb to it because we've been here for two months. But Antigua is this hub for yachting, particularly yachts from the UK. But honestly, we've seen quite a few from the US and South Florida too. But um, these yachts, you guys, are like 300 plus feet. Some of them have helicopters on them. They're like blacked out, pimped out. Allie and I joke all the time as we're dinging in our little Griswold dinghy. We're like, oh, my God, do you think Beyonce's in there? Like, do you think that's Rihanna's (laughs) yacht? But we're just surrounded by these mega yachts. And it's a level of wealth that is hard to even process if you're just a normal person like us. And so there's the yachties, which are the people who work on the yachts. And then there's the cruisers, which is us, which are the people who are cruising on their sailboats. And the yachties are 
like beautiful. They're all beautiful and they're in like their crisp, clean outfits every day. And they all wear these really clean t-shirts with the, with usually like an epic sketch of the boat that they work on, like on the back with the name of the boat. And they're in like all white and crisp and they look so fucking clean. Like they're so clean. That's the one thing I have to say. Yeah. Because we don't get to shower every day, you guys. Oh, that's another thing. We yeah. shower like once a week to reserve water. And that might sound really gross. And it, it does actually sound gross as I say it out We're loud. Show- we are showering once a week. But everyone's showering <laughs> once a week. So you can imagine on like the last day before you shower, like how greasy we all look. Yeah. I mean, we're just not showering. We're jumping in the ocean though. We're like, it's okay because I swam today. But anyway, so just it's funny to see us versus them and they just look so fucking put together and we wear the same clothes for like four or five days in a row i am not kidding and we don't shower for five to seven days in a row so i just think we're looking our best i'm dying cracking (laughs) up like i hope you guys don't think as you listen in that we are absolute weirdos but this is just life and it is what it is and it's like why change your outfit and dirty up another outfit we have nowhere to go we sit on the boat we go to the internet cafe we go to the grocery store we're back on the boat it's like why would you put on a new outfit just keep the same outfit for five days and Allie and i are always like oh my god i love your shorts are those new and we've been wearing the shorts for like 14 days yeah so we think that's funny um All right. So we filled you guys in on so much, lots of inside jokes, lots of um, new experiences, this world that we're becoming accustomed to. Um, I would say the one really cool thing going back to the neighborhood is you meet a lot of people who've been doing this for like 10 to 20 years. They've been cruising and like the sailboat is their full-time home. Um And it's just really refreshing to see people living outside the box and making it work, like having kids on the boat, raising kids on the boat, um, homeschooling kids on the boat or not having kids and traveling with their boat. I mean, it's just really cool and eye opening to see that people are doing this full time and they're like still a functioning part of society. You know, they have different types of work and jobs, but They've chosen this unique path so that they can be immersed in this world. So that's something really cool that I've picked up on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's great to be a part of it. So what's going on with us? What are our future plans? Um, We plan to head south to the closest island. It's called Guadalupe. It's about a seven or eight hour sail. We'll be doing that in the next week probably a week and a half, something like that. From there, we plan to make our way south and hit all the other southern islands of the Caribbean to make our way to Granada by the end of March, where we are going to celebrate Ali's 30th birthday, as well as our best friend Linda will be coming to join us with her husband, and it's Linda's birthday too. So we're going to have a big Granada 30th birthday blowout. And then come April... We have no idea what we're doing. Zero idea. It kind of goes two ways. We can either, well, three, we could hang out in the Southern Caribbean islands. We could head towards Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, which are called the ABC islands. Or we can head north and try to hit as many islands before hurricane season uh, rains down upon us. So we're going to reevaluate then. Um, But... 
Yeah. So we're hoping to bring you guys these life updates, these audio diaries once a month, uh, give you a sneak peek into what's happening in our lives. And hopefully you guys can connect and understand more. Um, we're really excited to give you guys this like behind the scenes invitation. Yeah. It's been really, really fun. And we look forward to the next one. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. We promise to keep dishing out a lot of good, juicy stuff about living your truth and daring to change. And we also promise to give you an authentic look at our lives. If you want more details about anything that you heard today, they are available in our show notes, as well as all our other episodes, show notes, and some blog posts over at truthanddaremovement.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.